Welcome to another edition of Corbett's Corner. As it is one, we wrap up the college football national championship last night. We decide and decipher where Coach Jim Harbaugh will be coaching next year. Will he stay at Michigan? Will he remain in the collegiate ranks? Or will he head to the NFL, which has been long rumored and eventually apparently will happen uh, with some apparent steam? And then, of course, it's your NFL playoff primer as we dive into each wild card weekend game. First, Michigan champions. Spread should have been 10. Uh, you know, they were the best team in football. They beat Bama, and I didn't think they could not necessarily beat Bama. Well, I guess that was part of uh, – I didn't think they would do it. I, I didn't know that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan could get it done. First title since 1997, right? I was three years old when that happened. Don't really remember it, but you obviously had the Mike Hart era, the height of when Michigan-Ohio State was 1-2, and it's still been a solid rivalry. But now Michigan kind of owns it, right? And they cap it off with their college football national championship this year by not steamrolling Washington. It was close, right? And then Michigan kind of ran away with it, but they were up big in the first half, go for it on fourth down, let Washington back in the game. And it's like, holy crap, is this going to be a collapse? Nope. Second half, they uh, extend themselves again and basically coast to a victory. And talk about what a... Just a perfect way to exit. You got Michigan their title. You can now ride off into the sunset. You achieved what you did in college. You've already been to a Super Bowl at the pro level. Why not go back and finish what you started there? Now, look at it's also Black Monday, right? That was yesterday. And there's still more firings happening today as you have Coach Mike Vrabel let go after six years uh, in Tennessee. So the Titans looking for a new head coach. Chargers fired Brandon Staley finally after one too many fourth down conversion att- attempts from his own side of the field went awry. Um, and is that the sweetest gig? You get Justin Herbert, you get kind of a clean slate fan base where you don't really have a fan base with the Chargers, right? Can there be a guy that gets in there and just takes control of that franchise and maybe that city, right? Los Angeles kind of up for grabs as most of the visiting teams that come into that building, which is shared by the Rams, is going to be the majority of the jerseys, the colors, the cheers in that building from what we've seen since its inception. But, of course, that didn't hurt the Rams from winning a Super Bowl. You know, why can't the Chargers? And you get to go live in L.A. Um, Belichick, as of right now, still with New England. Is that going to be the case heading into next season as well? Arthur Smith. Thanks for uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for coaching. He's dismissed. Whole lot of nothing. Uh, taking over after Dan Quinn and really kind of messing up the end of the Matt Ryan era and then doing nothing with it. Desmond Ritter missing out on Deshaun Watson. Maybe they dodged a bull in their own right by missing out on Deshaun Watson. But the way things ended with Matt Ryan, they'll smooth it over right now that Matt Ryan has transitioned into the broadcast booth. Um, and still has fond feelings for the city and the franchise of Atlanta, still hasn't retired for whatever reason. You know, he's probably looking at Flacco like, damn, that could have been me. Um, but alas, he stays up in the booth and Flacco's in the playoffs. Um, but again, he just kind of messed up the end. It will get smoothed over, but Arthur Smith, I mean, he'll just, he, <laughs> he did really a whole lot of nothing and coming from Vrabel's tree to Atlanta. And now what's next for him? I, I don't think he'll be first in line for a head coaching job. I imagine Vrabel will be. Carolina, shocker. You've got a head coach position open. B. 
because David Tepper is the worst owner in sports. He's throwing drinks on people. Uh, he's uh, laughably terrible. And this can't be right. I heard this, I think, in part of the final week coverage. There's no way, right, that he basically demanded that Frank Reich and whoever the hell this GM is who was just fired as well after Frank Reich was let go in, this, uh, in season. Now they finally you know, clean house, get the GM, who was basically just a yes man for David Tepper out of there as well. But apparently, and speaking of why he was a yes man, because apparently David Tepper went out to dinner with Bryce Young and must have been a hell of a steak because he then demanded that they take Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, who is also in the playoffs as a rookie and looks like the real damn deal while Bryce Young looks lost. I still don't think Bryce Young's career is just toast, right? I think he's fine, growing pains as well. But I think C.J. Stroud might be better. Um, and part of that is say the, say, and I think he got lucky by <laughs> Bryce Young going out to dinner with David Depper, because if CJ Stroud was in Carolina, I don't think he'd look like they do now. Um, and I, I think D'Amico Ryans is a pretty darn good coach. He's part of that Shanahan tree, the 49ers tree. And the only one that's really not looking too great out of that, at least so far is Robert Sala who apparently is going to keep his job, at least for now, with the Jets as the whole Aaron Rodgers saga continues. We'll see if he actually plays more than just a few plays um, this upcoming season. But so do you really want to, like, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you pretty much have your pick, right? Are the Bears going to fire? Is Justin Fields gone? Is Eberflus gone? Um, you know, so the, the carousel continues, and it'll be exciting to see if Harbaugh does make the jump to the NFL or he stays in college football royalty. I mean, that's not, he's a legend now. He's in Michigan lore. Um, pretty sweet gig, and he finally gets it done. And John Harbaugh apparently had plane trouble, but was able to get there and be on the sideline for seeing his brother win the national title. John Harbaugh is a Super Bowl winner. Jim, Super Bowl runner-up, the two brothers. Um, Dennis Allen, for some reason, has a job still. I don't think Saints fans have much confidence in him going forward in fact i don't think his team does the whole Jameis winston scenario where they blow out the now former head coach arthur smith of the atlanta falcons he's pissed off and apparently allen is telling his team hey let's kneel it down let's go and they overrule him just didn't flat out listen to their head coach and ran a play and scored Jameis winston continues to be you know the epitome of Jameis winston he's Jameis being Jameis, like manny being manny um so that that was kind of you know there there's the, the, I would not wish I mean it's a very lucrative job right but a lot of hours and you never really truly get the praise but you always seem to get the blame unless you're Belichick except now not kind of the case and what I'm talking about is when you're succeeding oh it's Brady when you're losing oh man you gotta you gotta go Mike Vrabel he was in an AFC championship a few years ago now he's fired uh, the turnover's crazy. And there's a real disconnect between the players and coaches now because obviously you're seeing the real value, especially in the leagues like the NBA and now even the MLB manager is with the players, the people producing, not uh, managing. And that's why you see Darvin Ham getting rumors of being fired just moments, years after he was hired because Frank Vogel wasn't the guy. Uh, what LeBron says, LeBron does. Jair Alexander going to be the coin toss captain in Carolina because he's from Carolina. Just totally doesn't want to tell his coach. And even if his coach told him no, he's going out and doing it anyway with the team. Jameis Winston calling his own plays, disregarding coach. Real disconnect there. 
But again, it's like, all right, you know, Dennis, it's just a business. Dennis Allen will probably be a head coach somewhere else, if not a coordinator in a few years. And Jameis Winston will probably be a backup somewhere else, if not out of the league in a few years. Um, so it's it, life goes on. Apparently, it does not, though, for the NBA, because this came out. And Draymond Green, obviously a guy who loves him, some Draymond Green. Well, I mean, right after you cold cock Yusuf Nurkic gets suspended indefinitely, which, you, you know, we haven't seen just because it's like, dude, what is wrong with you? We got to get you away from the NBA. You got to figure your shit out. Now he's been away from the he's been not playing games, been away from the team, he's still meeting with Kerr. Apparently Steve Kerr and Draymond are crying in each other's arms when they're meeting. Really bizarre. Um, and then Draymond hops on his podcast, which is renewed with Colin Coward's The Volume. And man, he just he he said that Adam Silver basically begged him not to retire because Draymond says, you know, this is too much for me. What's too much for you exactly? Asking you not to cold cock other players, not for you to put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Um, just a real bizarre character. And it's like, okay, yes, you're going to be a Hall of Famer because of your rings, because of your gl super glue type player, defense, offense doing more than just scoring points, assisting and kind of keeping that team together. But you're really, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to lose a lot of one-on-ones with other greats, NBA greats, right? We all know that he, uh, he's Draymond. He's, he's not, um, you know, the guy that's going to put up 30, but he's a guy that's important. He's important to a team franchise and apparently the NBA. I maintain the league's going to go on very easily without the likes of guys like Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly. But apparently the podcast game and Adam Silver think otherwise because Draymond apparently went from, you know, being suspended indefinitely for choking out Rudy Gobert and then cold cock smacking, open fist smacking Yusuf Nurkic across the face. Credit Yusuf Nurkic for not just absolutely wailing on Draymond. Much bigger Yusuf Nurkic. Like, if that's Jokic and his brothers. Is Draymond making it out of the arena there? But it, so it goes from that to, wow, Draymond, what, what's wrong with this guy, too? No, Draymond, don't leave. Don't retire. We'll fix this. We got to keep you here. What are we missing? Four points, two boards, three assists on a 500 team? I guess. Um, all right, so that wraps up kind of coaching and then a little dip into Dream on the NBA. But there's that disconnect to his Dream on doing his own thing, and then oh, he's got an ear with the commissioner where he's begging him not to retire, and then Steve Kerr's coming to hey, I know you punched Jordan Poole, I know you're punching opponents players now too, but I'm tearing up. We just gotta get you back here. Very bizarre situation. NFL playoff primer. Let's get into it. Browns, Texans kick us off. Two games Saturday, the rest on Sunday. Publix all over Flacco, Joe Flacco, Joe Cool. Nine years since his last postseason game, 2014, he lost at New England. A lot of people did that at the hands of Brady and Belichick. Did you know he is 10 and 5 overall in the playoffs? It's a pretty damn good record. 10 and 5. Uh, obviously won the Super Bowl when he went 4 and 0 in 2012, 2013. As guess we beat. I forgot, right? It was the Harbaugh Bowl. It wasn't just John Harbaugh as a Super Bowl winner and Jim Harbaugh as the Super Bowl runner-up. It was the Harbaugh Bowl. They faced each other. John beat Jim. Jim never went back. Kaepernick situation gets fired and then makes the leap to Michigan. 
You have his tenure there. He couldn't really get it done. He's 0-2 in the playoff game. He gets suspended this year for the sign-stealing scandal. Still wins the damn thing. Um, and now he's apparently coming back. But you've got Joe Flacco without Harbaugh now. He signs with Cleveland after he's been a journeyman forever. Jets, you know, backup quarterback here, filling quarterback there. Basically, I don't think unretires, but after sitting at home doing nothing, he wasn't doing the broadcast circuit like Matt Ryan is doing. He signs on to a great defense. I would have loved Matt Ryan to do something like this this year. Not the Col- I thought maybe this was going to be what Matt Ryan and the Colts were last year. No. Now, there was a lot more problems than just Matt Ryan's poor play. The offensive line fell apart. For- turns out Frank Wright's a terrible coach, which we knew in Indianapolis in that final swan song. And then we had Jeff Saturday. It was just a mess. Opposite of a mess for Joe Flacco. And he's got to be loving life. He's he's taking naps on the sideline. You know, he's old. He's uh, He's just here to do a job. And so far, so good. He's been doing it. I love this Texans team. I love D'Amico Ryans. I love C.J. Stroud. I randomly have a 60-1 to future on them to win the AFC, which was not looking great as of a few weeks ago. And now there's a shot. The odds are a lot better. I think it's one-third now, down to like 18-20-1. But first time here, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. Don't get me wrong, Stefanski and the dumpster fire that the Cleveland Browns franchise is isn't much to say, hey, they're going to get this done. But the defense, Miles Garrett, Stefanski is a good coach. We'll see what he does in the playoffs, right? And a Joe Flacco guy that's obviously done it in the playoffs. Not since nine years ago, plus, but 10-5. and five, And get this, an undefeated 5-0 and oh in the wild card round. He's favored to make it 6-0, but he's also... Uh, very public Joe for public Joe Flacco. Public all over the Chiefs, and that scares the hell out of me as a guy that took the Chiefs for 10U um, in the summer, right? Because I just, you know, fresh off seeing them win the damn thing, have a good draft. I, I think they have the tools to go back. I took them to win the AFC, yes, but they don't look like the Chiefs, right? So that's scary. And all the public is on the Chiefs this weekend in Kansas City. This scares the hell out of me because the Chiefs like to play with their food, and now they just really don't even have the weapons to be able to do that, right? We all remember, ha, 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 we're laughing. They're, they're down 14 nothing at home to the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Boom. They win 51-34, to blink of an eye. It wasn't even a contest. But now yeah, they're playing with their food. They lose to Cincinnati two years ago. Oh, my goodness. So last year, okay, they get it done. Boom, we're back in, and we take care of business against the Eagles, Super Bowl champs. Two rings for Mahomes. Tyreek was gone last year. Okay, now Juju Smith-Schuster, Super Bowl champ from last year, he's gone. He looks terrible now uh, with the uh, Patriots in their terrible year. Rasheed Rice is good, but MVS is dropping balls. Kelsey does not look like the same player. Travis Kelsey is taking a step back. He got the whole Taylor Swift just absolute pandemonium and it's kind of taken away from the product on the field. Um, I think it's just a whole big scenario and cluster bleep to where the dolphins could just take out the chiefs and their seasons over on their home field this weekend. The line makes zero sense to me because I think neutral site these, I guess it makes perfect sense because you get three points in the NFL for a home team, usually in terms of Vegas spreads, but the dolphins might be just as good, if not a hair better roster of the Chiefs right now. But then again, it's Mahomes versus Tua, and Mahomes has two Super Bowls. So we'll see. And Tua just lost at home to the Bills in a game that 
could have had them avoiding the Chiefs and having a home game instead of going to Arrowhead. Tyreek Hill's return. I mean, the storylines are flying all over the place for the NFL. The script writers do an amazing job again. But uh, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm happy. I'm seeing the Dolphins over to Bills, but it's not that much better, right? That's still a very tough team. And I think a uh, very good matchup. So I'm excited to see how that plans and pans out for the Saturday night cap. I think the bills are absolutely going to blow out the Steelers. You know, a lot of pressure on Josh Allen the last few years. He's got to do it this year. This year it looked like they were going to miss the playoffs. And now they've ripped off five straight wins, get the division, steal that from Miami with a clutch play, even though Allen didn't play that well in that game that clinched in the AFC East. But now you get the Steelers 10 point cushion Last year, you almost messed this up because that's the other thing why the Dolphins scare me because last year, they almost beat the Bills at their place with Skylar Thompson, right? We didn't have Tua. He was still coming back from multiple concussions. So, you know, Mike McDaniel and now with this full complement of players on offense minus Jalen Phillips, obviously, who got hurt midseason on defense. But now I think the Bills messed around with Skylar Thompson last year as a similar double-digit point favorite in this opening wild card game, I think they just make Mason Rudolph's night absolutely or morning afternoon. It's just going to have a terrible game. It'll be low scoring. The totals like 33, 37. I think it's going to be like 21 to three Buffalo uh, public all over the Steelers. I think Buffalo rolls them. I also think the Cowboys blow out green Bay, green Bay, a nice story. Um, Jordan love looks good, but first playoff game and you know, a weak division. They've lost some games. They've won some games, lost some games. I'm thinking back to the game he lost to Tommy DeVito and the Giants. I, I just think this is the Cowboys with the playoff experience. McCarthy is a playoff experienced coach. Dak, I think they get it done. Uh, rolling Green Bay and obviously a lot of Cowboys fans kind of scared and having flashbacks to the Des Bryant catch, no catch, or the Aaron Rodgers sideline pass and Hail Mary in Jerry World. Um, I don't think these are those Packers. So I've got the Cowboys rolling them. Cowboys looked like, oh my goodness, they were going to make the things a little bit more of a mess this past weekend, but end up blowing out a very inferior commander's team who also fires their head coach, Ron Rivera. That's the thing, and speaking of Draymond Green, Warriors, all this, and coaching searches, did you see this? I didn't let this slip by. Bob Myers, who? Well, he was the architect of the Golden State Warriors, right? He was the GM, Steve Kerr, Steph, Clay, Draymond, the whole company. But Bob Myers was the GM who selected all those guys and then brought Katie in and what have you. And then won uh, the last couple of years, too. And then stepped away. He's an analyst on ESPN. And now he is involved in the coaching shirts search for a whole different sport. <laughs> that's my dream. I love that. This guy's living this out. He's doing well. Yeah. Hey, I'm an arch. I, I'm a sports fan. I could do this for you in the NFL too. I know how to evaluate talent. Well, Hey, sign him up. The new uh, commander's billionaire owner says, let's do it. Bob Myers, come on over. Let's find us a football coach. He's apparently instrumental as an advisor to the search process to replace Ron Rivera, which I find very interesting. I don't know if it'll work out, if it'll blow up in their face or if it'll be one of the greatest moves ever, but I mean, excited and intrigued to find out. Uh, I am not a fan of man Campbell, as you know, and they are hosting Matt Stafford, the golden child in his return to Detroit. He comes with a super bowl 
He comes with uh, the promise he once said that he would win a playoff game in Detroit. Did he say he would be wearing a Lions jersey? He has he heads to Detroit, three and a half point favorites for the Lions. I thought immediately Rams team that's been there, done that before with McVay, Stafford, Donald and company. But the public is all over the Rams thinking the same thing. That scares the hell out of me. We'll see. I, I think Man Campbell is, and that's the Jared Goff revenge game too, is also interesting. So many storylines. I love it. I can't wait for this weekend. And then we'll break it all down next week on Corbett's Corner as well as we move into the, the divisional round. But uh, I I like the Rams, but I'm scared of how many other people also like the Rams. So we'll see if Man Campbell can actually get it done. I think the Eagles are in trouble. I think a lot of people think the same, except for apparently Vegas, because the Eagles are favored on the road at Tampa Bay. No Brady this year. Baker steps in, and they win the absolutely putrid NFC South. I mean, limping, the Eagles didn't cash their win total. They were 10 and, what are they, 10 and 1, 10 and 2, and they went under 11 and a half. Crazy. Cash it, though, for your boy. Sirianni is a stooge. Uh, Jalen Hurts, is he a quarterback? Is he not a quarterback? Hurts his finger. That doesn't hurt. Uh, it doesn't help, that is. Um, Matt Patricia, randomly assigned, he takes over play calling duties in the middle of that losing streak. Uh, hasn't helped. Blown out against the Giants, Sirianni waves the white flag and basically gave up in the middle of that game because he knew he was going to make a playoff spot and he wants to keep everyone healthy, although that didn't really help because Hurts is already banged up. The team's banged up. Uh, the confidence is banged up, and I just a lot of people are still saying, "Ah, it's fine. They're in the playoffs." A lot of people said that last week. Ah, it's fine. You're, you're still going to beat the Giants. It did not go anywhere near according to plan, and I would not be shocked if things go wrong as well in Tampa. Now, with that said, they have the low. Uh, they have the better roster, obviously, right? That is a definitive statement. But is it that much better? where all these different things that have gone wrong over the last month and a half, where they have been one of the worst teams in the NFL during that stretch, is that going to magically get fixed again in a playoff game on the road this weekend? I don't know. Um, so I think it's true. And basically, with all that said, I don't know. I think this is a wide-open NFL year, which is awesome. Uh, we had that in college football, and I think we ended up with the top team in college football winning. And the NFL, I don't know if last year we had the two best teams, Chiefs, Eagles. Two years ago, we had Rams, Bengals, a little bit more kind of out of nowhere, right? Um, which one are we going to have this year? Is it going to be usual suspects, Chiefs, Niners, Chiefs, Eagles? Or are we going to see maybe Bills, Cowboys? Are we going to see the Rams come back? Is it going to be Stroud, right? When Burrow cracked the Super Bowl, it was like, holy crap, he's got to take it over. Is that Stroud this year? Is that Jordan Love this year? I think there's so many different ways it can go, and that's why uh, we're here for you to break it down on Corbett's Corner. So um, just some parting thoughts. You know, I think it's it's like, oh, Dylan, really go out on a limb here. I think it's either going to be the Chiefs. Um, if that doesn't happen, Bills, right? Josh Allen's been to a, co a conference championship game. Lamar has not. I think Lamar's got to get there first. I think that's a susceptible one seed, even though that defense is incredible. Harbaugh's won a Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is not. All you need to do is game plan him and hope he plays bad one game. Season's over. Um, and I think that should scare Ravens fans like myself, right? You know, I, it's hard to, 
the Falcons fandom was, you know, my blood, Matt Ryan, live and die everyone. Ravens is kind of like, I feel like I'm cheating if I consider myself a Ravens fan this year. I'm rooting for Zay Flowers, um, but I'm not, you know, fully live and die with how the Ravens do this year. Um, but again, Zay Flowers is my boy, and we'll see what happens. I'm actually, you know, rooting for the Chiefs for the sake of my AFC um, to win the conference championship hog. And if that doesn't happen, I'm hoping for the Texans. But uh, Zay Flowers, too, would be my third contingent. Dak's got to go to a conference title game, too. The playoff record's not great. So, again, Dallas. Oh, Dallas is going to do it this year. They're going to cakewalk to the Super Bowl. Uh, huh? You know, McCarthy can sometimes stooge up a playoff game. Dak can sometimes stooge up a game. I don't think it's going to be an absolute cakewalk. You know, I know, you know, we all know Kyle Shanahan, choker. But that roster's probably he's been to two Super Bowls. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets to a third. Now, winning's a different story. Um, and then Sirianni's inept. He's got to a Super Bowl tube, and then he cried during the national anthem, made mocking signs at the other sideline, waited until he reached the cover of safety from Chiefs fans to yell at them when he beat him in Arrowhead in the regular season. And alas, now we're all laughing at Nick Sirianni. But he still has an opportunity to laugh all at us back if he can rip off the necessary wins in a row and finally take home the Super Bowl. Uh, exciting to figure it out and follow along with you as we will have more answers after this weekend. Last but not least here, as we get things out, another thing that did not slip by, maybe it slipped by a few fans here out of baseball seasons, the offseason, Dodgers are signing everyone and their mother. Uh, they're an absolute titan. We had the Shohei Shohei Otani, absolutely bogus contract and all the crazy stuff with that and deferred money in a salary capless sport. But the St. Louis Cardinals hire Kaim Bloom, Kaim Blom. He was the ex-Red Sox GM since 2019. One of the old Tampa Bay Rays guys when it's like, how are the Rays making the World Series with that payroll? And Joe Madden and all those guys. Well, it's because they had all the analytics nerds and smart guys that were doing it before everyone caught on. He was kind of second in command there and then finally gets that crack. He was one of the youngest GMs ever when the uh, Red Sox hired him. Didn't really do anything. They ran him out of town. So now he's just been kind of sitting, waiting, watching, and plotting his next move. Cardinals have a terrible year. Finally, the momentum and noise around what is Mosellock doing starting to build and increase. So the Cardinals make a move. Hey, Kaim Blom Bloom is going to advise us. And I thought the quote was interesting. It was like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's time we get an outside person, a respected baseball voice mind in here, taking an outside look at our franchise and what we could be doing differently, which I think is a good idea. And at least John Mozeliak is willing and open to that. I don't know if that'll actually implement. And maybe this, basically my question is, is this signing, Kaim Blom, Bloom, I'm sorry if I'm just butchering his last name pronunciation, is this what's going to take us back to division champion, perennial pennant contender? Or is this another case of, okay, Mozeliak's, hey, we're let me... <laughs> Let me grab another guy that I could put up as a meat shield. Let me grab another guy who's just going to be a yes man for me. Let me grab the wrong guy. You know, should we feel confident that this guy could even offer us anything that we don't already know after not having much to any success in Boston and his success in Tampa? 
maybe being more via his bosses than actually him. Uh, long way to decide there. Actually, not too long, right? Spring training will be in two months, but the ever always flipping, turning calendar of sports. It's what keeps us going every single day as us, the sports fan. Good to be back. We'll have winging it on Thursday and, of course, a rocking weekend of NFL football. Talk to you later.